will come one more time to our online service. You are welcome. You are welcome. I want you to share this video with as many people as possible. Share it. Uh, start watch parties. Let everybody know that the City of the Lord Church is live right now for our online midweek service. I'm going to be sharing the Word of God with you. And I can assure you that what I have for you tonight is a message from God. My sermon is entitled, The Kingdom of Heaven. My sermon is entitled, The Kingdom of Heaven. I want to just thank our team that has come. Um, as you know, with the restrictions, we're not able to have everybody coming. But I can assure you that the Word of God is as potent. It doesn't matter what medium you use to hear it. The Word of God is still potent. The Word of God is still alive. And the Word of God is near you. It's in your hearts and in your mouths. And it's this Word that we preach. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Now, the kingdom of God is an interesting subject because when... When John the Baptist was preaching, notice that his message was consistent. John the Baptist went about preaching saying, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Many other times we ask people to repent, but we don't tell them what's in it for them. John the Baptist let them know. There was a reason they were calling for repentance, because there was something, there was something on the way. And that was John's message. He preached, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And you'll notice that when Jesus began to preach, according to Matthew chapter number 4 and verse 17, he had a very similar message. Matthew 4 verse 17, the Bible says, from that time Jesus began to preach and to say, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. What was Jesus' focus? the kingdom of heaven. And we can see that even when Jesus taught us the message of being born again, notice what he said. Give me John chapter number 3 and verse 3. Jesus speaking to Nicodemus, he said something interesting. He said, most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So the whole essence of being born again was this thing called the kingdom. It's something amazing. And that's what I want us to understand tonight. We'll be talking about this kingdom of heaven, this kingdom of God. The person who taught the most on this kingdom, or at least introduced us really well to this kingdom, is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And he would talk about this kingdom through his parables. He would talk about this kingdom in, in, in so many ways. He told us how we'll know if the kingdom has come. But there's something he said about it which is relevant to our times even now and will always be. In Matthew chapter number 13, I want us to see this. Jesus is narrating a parable. And then there's something he says about the kingdom in this parable. On the same day, 
Jesus went out of the house and sat by the sea. We're going to read verse 31. But that verse is interesting, by the way. Let's, let's stay here a bit. It says, great multitudes were gathered together to him so that he got into a boat and sat, and the whole multitude stood on the shore. Now, let me tell you why that portion of scripture is interesting. Researchers have told us that apparently when you are by the sea and you go on a boat, the reason why Jesus stood afar off is so that the winds would be able to carry his voice. In short, if you wanted the people to hear you, there is a certain way you had to position yourself. That shows you something. Jesus made use of the technology of that day to ensure that the gospel reached multitudes. Otherwise, the multitudes were not going to be able to hear him if he just stood by the shore. I thought you would want to hear that. And we are making use of the technology of our day. Praise the Lord. Now, verse 31 this is what the Bible says. Oh, glory. The Bible says, another parable he put forth to them saying, and listen to this, the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in a field. He says the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. What do we know about a mustard seed? It's the smallest seed. It may appear insignificant. In times like this, there are moments when to several people, the spiritual side of things may appear insignificant. I advise you not to go that direction. The Bible tells us the kingdom of heaven, it's like a mustard seed. And a man took it and sowed it in his field. Let's go on. Which indeed is the least of all the seeds. But when it is grown. Somebody type when it is grown. But when it is grown, it is greater than the herbs and becomes a tree, so that the birds of the air come and nest in its branches. Are you seeing that? It's telling us that when this kingdom comes to a place of maturity, it supersedes all other institutions. When it comes to a place of maturity, the birds, all other institutions come and they find rest in us. That's why we are the light of the world. That's why we'll not keep quiet in times like this. That's why we'll find available means to preach in times like this. Because the kingdom of heaven, it's above. The Bible says the government shall be upon his shoulders. That's why we'll not stop praying. That's why we'll not stop declaring. That's why we'll not stop fasting. Because this is our moment to arise and shine. Praise the Lord. So that's how the kingdom of God is. That's how this kingdom works. It may start off like a mustard seed. We may do things that appear insignificant. We may decide to have a day of fasting. We may decide to join in a day of prayer. To others, it may look like just words. But when these words come to maturity, they become trees that the whole world will rest on. That's why as believers, do not stop praying. As believers, do not stop speaking. Someone may be listening to me 50 years from now. A hundred years from now, 150 years from now, this message applies even to your times. It applies in every season. It applies in every moment. This kingdom that we are in, it always becomes the biggest. I ask you, brothers and sisters, what are you doing to spread hope? 
What seeds of the kingdom are you planting in the hearts and the minds of people? What seeds of the kingdom are you sowing into the spiritual realm through your declarations, through your confrontations, and through your prayers? We're talking about the kingdom of heaven. Oh, glory, 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 glory. Now, this kingdom, you must understand that the nature of a kingdom is to conquer territories. That's why Jesus said, if I cast out devils by the Spirit of God, then you know that the kingdom has come. What is he trying to say? Here is a devil. It's occupying a territory who we call a human being. And Jesus is saying, if I cast it out, you'll know the kingdom has come. Meaning, I'm superseding another territory. It's a kingdom that overcomes. It's a kingdom of victories. It's a kingdom of claiming territory. And I'll tell you something. The earth, which has been given to us, is our territory. And as people of this kingdom, we must conquer anything that stands in the way. We must conquer anything. I'll, I'll, I'll slow down a bit as I show you something. Now, Jesus went further and taught us how to pray the kingdom. He taught us how to pray the kingdom. Remember this, he came preaching, he taught people to repent because there was a kingdom coming. So the repentance was not in a vacuum, it was something else coming. And sometimes that's why people backslide, because they've repented, but we've given, we've offered them nothing. We've not introduced them to Christianity. We've not introduced them to the kingdom. And then he's teaching on how to be born again, and he's saying, Look, this is a kingdom you're born into. He's telling us, unless you're born again, you cannot see the kingdom. And he told us something about this kingdom. that it, There are times, there are things about it that may appear insignificant, but when they come to maturity. But then, he also taught us how to pray the kingdom. As citizens of this kingdom, we've got the ability, we've got the privilege, we've got the opportunity, we've also got the responsibility to pray. And so I'm going to show you how. Matthew 6, verse 9. Now, Jesus is speaking, and he's telling us in this manner, therefore, pray. Our Father in heaven. I want us to realize something. Jesus tells them, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. This kingdom has got a supreme ruler. This kingdom has got a father. Our father has got where he is found. And we are being told to focus. When we are praying, the first thing we do is tune our focus. And then we are focusing on this great being whom we call our father. And then we are also told to acknowledge where he's from. There is such importance in doing that. As citizens of the kingdom, we must put our focus on our father and we must remember where he's from. There is a reason it's important to remember where he's from. Right now, the world, the world is on its knees because as we are speaking, the nations in the world that are considered to have the greatest technology seem to be struggling. And so people are fearful and saying, hey, 
if the nations with the greatest technology are struggling, how much more with those which don't even have 10% of that technology? What, what does that show you? It means people's security, people's pride is in what their nation has and doesn't have. And then Jesus tells us, actually, there's nothing wrong with that, but it just depends on which nation you are from. <laughs> it depends which nation you are from. And we are told which nation we're from. Give me Philippians chapter number 2, verse 20. Somebody praise the Lord. Give me 3.20. We are told something really interesting. We are told that our citizenship is in heaven. Ain't you glad that you don't have to depend, you don't have to have your security, your total security in what the earth has to offer? Because the earth will have its limitations. And if there is something you should have learned now is that the earth is limited. The earth has its limitations. We've got people with the right heart. We've got people with the right minds, but they all have their limits. That's why even our great professionals are praying, and that's why we should pray for them. The earth has its limitations. Its money does, can't buy everything. Its technology can't solve everything. But guess what? For you and I, the Bible says our citizenship is in heaven. It doesn't say our citizenship will be in heaven one day. It doesn't say our citizenship will be recorded in heaven the day we die. That's not what the Bible says. It says our citizenship is in heaven. Meaning if they're calling the Rocco in heaven, they'll ask Frederick present. Our citizenship is in heaven. And it says, for which we eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's go back to Matthew 6. So it says, in this manner pray, our Father which art in heaven. Now, the boast of knowing where your father comes from is that you know what resources are of that location. I'll say that again. The boast of knowing where your father comes from is that you know what resources are found in that vicinity. There is a man, I think he's one of the richest man, men in Iran. His daughter contracted one of the viruses in another country. And he spent about, I, I hear about two or three million US dollars because he was using private jets trying to get her to a better place with better technology. So in short, he was acknowledging the resources of the other place. If somebody here happened to travel somewhere and you ran out of money, the first thing you would do is you would have to call your father which art in the country which you're from. You'd have to check for resources from where you're from. If a person is in university, you'll find every now and then they'll be giving their parents a phone call, and based on what their parents know or do not know, they'll call them and tell them, we need money for stimulus, or we need money for trypanosomiasis, or something like that, or they'll just think of some big word. And if the father is in Kasama, the father will go to the ATM store or to the mobile money and deposit money. And you know, something amazing happens. Suddenly, somebody who's in another province can have total access 
if they find the right channel and the right means, they can go to an ATM, they can go to an Airtel money booth, and they can access resources which are from Kasama, but they're in Osaka. Why? Because they know where their father is from and the resources that are there. And then Jesus tells us to pray, Our Father which art in heaven. That means, oh, karamason take his. You know, in my, I, I, I close my eyes and I can imagine the arsenals. I can imagine the weaponry. I can imagine the facilities of heaven. What we call the supernatural is simply the technology of heaven. Praise God. I can imagine, imagine the weapons that we have. That's why Paul says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty even to the pulling down of strongholds. Why? Because they are from somewhere. They are from somewhere. Let's not forget where we are from. Let's not forget the facilities in the place that we are from. And we're being taught to pray to our Father, which art in heaven. Never take that statement lightly again. Oh, somebody just lift your hands and say, my Father in heaven. Oh, you are not stuck. You are not lost. The leaders of the world are trying their best and will keep praying for them. But the reason why we pray for them is because we know we've got access. We've got a greater leader. We've got somebody bigger. We've got somebody better. Praise God. The place of super technology. Oh, glory. Our Father which art in heaven. That sentence is rich. Eh? First he calls him your father. <laughs> if somebody is your father, you've got access to what they have. And then he says, which art in heaven? So that shows you that tune your mind now to focus on the resources of heaven. To focus on the ability of heaven. Praise God. And he says, hallowed be your name. That shows you something. When you're approaching your father, you must have a revelation of who he is. If a person only has a revelation of him as the one who forgives sin and the one who on the final day will be the resurrection for you, there's a problem. Remember, we looked at how Martha said, I know he will rise on the last day, on the resurrection. And Jesus said, hey, that, you, your revelation is actually correct, but it's, it's not accurate enough. Don't you know I am the resurrection and the life? I can bring the last day to today. Hey, praise God. I mean, after he's the Alpha and Omega, he's the first and the last. He's already at the last. As we speak right now, he's in the beginning. The day you know that he's the first and the last, you do not fear. Can somebody praise the Lord? So he says, hallowed be your name. I don't know, who do you believe him to be? I don't just believe him to be the forgiver. I believe him to be the healer. Praise God. I believe him to be the deliverer. I believe him to be the conqueror. Hey, not just a conqueror, more than conqueror. That's what I believe him to be. So when you approach him, hallow his name. This is the best time to worship. This is the best time. This is the best time. Praise God. So we know who we are dealing with. We know what arsenal he... Praise God. So we are dealing with our Father who art in heaven. Now let's look at the next part. And this is what we're going to focus. Remember we're talking about the kingdom, right? And it says, your kingdom come. It doesn't say your kingdom wait. Can you imagine 
I want you to think about this. There are people who believe God will do it when he feels like. But Jesus is teaching us to pray your kingdom come prayers. Not teaching us to pray your kingdom come when it feels like. Not teaching us to pray your kingdom wait. Not teaching us to pray uh, your kingdom come when God's time is the best. No, he's telling us that here on earth we can create and demand for the kingdom to come in the now. He's not telling us to sit until and wait until one day God feels like acting. No, he's, he's told us, he's given us the responsibility to pray. Why? Because the earth belongs to man. Let's not forget that. And he tells us to pray your kingdom come prayers. We need to pray corona go now prayers. I don't know if you're getting my point. We need to pray peace come now prayers. For the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. He tells us to pray your kingdom come. And he says something amazing. Oh, there are people who believe that everything that happens on earth is the will of God. That's not true. If it were true, that verse wouldn't have been there. If it were true, then that verse would have read, let us enjoy everything that is happening as your will. No, it doesn't say that. It says your will be done. Now listen, the concept of prayer is this. The concept behind prayer is there is a reaction from the spiritual realm. There is something that happens on earth as a result of us praying. That means that if we didn't pray, it wasn't going to happen. I don't know if somebody's getting my point. So in short, if we do not learn how to pray God's will on earth as it is in heaven, then we'll not experience it. You find somebody will be experiencing hell on earth instead of heaven on earth. So we are being told to pray, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. There is something special about that word, your will. Look at 1 John chapter 5, verse 14. The Bible says, and this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask for anything according to his will, he hears us. Verse 15, and we know that if he hears us, our petitions, whatever we ask, then we know that we have the things that we asked of him. So there is something about learning to pray God's will on earth as it is in heaven. It, you, you end up approaching God with confidence because you know his desire is for his will to be established on earth as it is in heaven. And if you want to know what his will is, one thing I'll tell you is this. Jesus is the will of God in the flesh. Have you ever thought about that? Look at, look, look, at, look, at, look at Luke chapter 5, verse 11. In Luke 5, 11, verse 12. And it happened in a certain city that, behold, a certain man who was full of leprosy saw Jesus, and he fell on his face and said, Lord, if you are willing. What was he inquiring? He was inquiring on the will of heaven. After all, we've been told that we should pray on earth as it is in heaven. And we've also seen that if we pray on earth as it is in heaven, as long as we know we're praying God's will, we'll pray with confidence. Because we know that he will hear us. And when he hears us, we know that we'll have it granted. And so this gentleman decided to ask a question for all of us in advance. Why am I saying it's in advance? Because he's talking to a God who, who doesn't have favor rights. The Bible says we know that God shows no partiality. And also he's talking to a God who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So what he answered that person, he's answering me. And what he answered then, he's answering now. So this man asked for on our behalf. 
And the man says, if you are willing, you can make me clean. This is a man with leprosy. The Bible says he put out his hand and touched him. Can you imagine, when was the last time that man was touched? When was the last time somebody actually touched him? Because with leprosy, you know. So, can you imagine the emotional healing that came to him by Jesus stretching out his hand and touching him? He said he put out his hand and touched him. And he said it then, and he's saying it today. What did he say? I am willing. Be cleansed. Immediately leprosy left him. If he was willing then, he's willing now. So the Bible tells us to pray, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So as believers, we've got an assignment, we've got a privilege, we've got a responsibility, we've got an opportunity to have the will of God manifest on this earth as it is in heaven. And that's why we must take our time to study the scriptures, to study his will. Let me show you one scripture in heaven which will be the line of our focus today. Notice, give me Isaiah 33, give me verse 20, then we'll go to verse 24. It says, look upon Zion, Woo! the city of our appointed feasts. Your eyes will see Jerusalem, a quiet home. We know according to Hebrews chapter number 12 that we have come to Mount Zion. And we are taught something about this Zion. Verse 24. The Bible says, And the inhabitants will not say, I am sick. The inhabitants will never say that. We are seeing the will of God on earth. That's God's will. So if we take our stand as believers, we declare the end of these deadly pandemics. We declare the restoration. We can do that with confidence because we're praying God's will on earth. Because God's will, there will never be a pandemic in heaven. Oh, no, it will, ne it will never break out. When just somebody having a pandemic of pride, they were cast out. The kingdom that we are in, I want you to hear these two, two points and we close. The kingdom that we're in has got a good enough defensive strategy to protect us from all evil. And, and you can find that in Psalm 91. It talks about our safety. Apart from that, the kingdom that we are in has got enough ammunition. I'm not, I'm not just talking about defending ourselves. This kingdom has enough ammunition. It's got enough weaponry. It's got enough in its arsenal. Let me, let me, let me show you just one verse. Jesus talks about his church. And he says something interesting in Matthew chapter 16. I, I want you to give me, let's go to verse 18, 18, 19. Jesus says in verse 18 to Peter, after Peter had a revelation of who Jesus was, the Christ, meaning the king, the Messiah. Jesus, Peter, Jesus says, and I say to you that you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. And what does he say? And remember the church, that's part of what? The kingdom. Because what did Jesus come to establish? The kingdom. So the church is the kingdom of God here on earth. 
And he says, I will build my church. And he says, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. There are many people who believe, you know, sometimes we read what's in our heads. So in people's minds, when they read that verse, they read it as like, here's the church, and then here's the gate of the church, and then hell is trying to attack the church. That's not what it's saying. It's saying the gates of hell. It's the church attacking hell. It's the church confronting Hades. It's the church confronting hell. And it's saying these gates shall not prevail against it. So this kingdom we are in has got enough ammunition to tackle anything head on and deal with it. And as a body of Christ, listen, we can't have all professionals taking their stand and we are not taking ours. As a body of Christ, we must take our stand. We must deal with our part. We, we've got a responsibility. When it gets dark, we are, the, we are the light. We are the light. We don't even go look for a light at the end of the tunnel. We are that light. Somebody say glory. The Bible says we're a city on a hill that cannot be hidden. It's time for us to take our stand over the earth, in our families, in our country, and even over our lives in Jesus' name. Praise God. Hallelujah. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. Praise God. Remember, we are approaching our Father which art in heaven. We are approaching someone powerful. Go up by three. Kuramas and Tokush. Kurebeke take a lebe his son to Kulebahas. Another three. Kadi make his soul take a libre as a dadadadaha. Kalabasata. Father, we acknowledge your name. You're worthy of praise. You're worthy of grace. You've got the whole world. In your hands, you've got the whole world. We bless you, Lord. We bless you. Nothing too hard for you. Oh, you've got the whole world in your hands. You've got the whole world in your hands. You've got the whole wide world. You've got the whole world in your hands. You've got the whole. One more time. You've got the whole world in your hands. You've got the whole world in your hands. 
this moment and just take up your kingdom position and as a king begin to issue decrees begin to declare begin to declare now I want to pray for those that are watching that have got re prayer requests I want to pray for those of you that are believing God for a healing I want to pray for those of you that have been believing God for this major breakthrough in your life I'm now standing as a man of God and I pray over you in Jesus name be healed, be healed, be healed in the name of Jesus. Be healed. Kurama Santo Kohes. Tag the name of anyone who's been believing for a healing. As they watch this, the power of God comes to them. The hand of God is not too short to save. His, his hand is not too short. Kurebeke Soto Kohes. There is a kingdom experience in your body. I see growth disappearing. I see growth disappearing in the name of Jesus. I rebuke them. I rebuke them. In the name of Jesus. I sense a strong wave of healing. A strong wave of healing. I'm going to take a moment and just pray for you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. A strong wave of healing. There is somebody watching. I, I, I just sense weakness becoming strength. The spirit of sickness has manifested as weakness in your body. You are constantly weak. I sense strength. I sense strength and I release strength in the name of Jesus. We pray for those that are watching, whatever nation you are watching from. In the name of Jesus, I command those migrants to go. In the name of Jesus, we decree and declare anyone watching that is crippled in their body we command you in jesus name rise up and walk in the name of jesus in the name of jesus infections in your blood infections in your skin i sense a lot of skin infections skin infections are being healed now in the name of jesus skin infections are being healed now In the name of Jesus. Now as a body of Christ, we pray over this world. Be healed. Italy, be healed. Zambia, be healed. South Africa, be healed. Iran, be healed. We declare the healing power of God to sweep this earth. Even as the Bible says that the earth is full of his glory. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I want you to... I want you to send us your testimonies. Send us your prayer requests as well. We are praying for you. And the one who's watching me, God is also stepping into your finances. 
those that have had business crippled, employment crippled due to this pandemic. I speak a word over you in Jesus' name. Divine help. Divine solution. In the name of Jesus. Now, I want you to join us on this very platform this Sunday as we'll be having a powerful online service. The word of God will be shared and thereafter, I'm going to take time to pray for you. And we're also going to have another interactive session which will be announced as we are taking this time just to pray for each other. So in Jesus' name, I declare that you are blessed. And remember that your father has the whole world in his hands. The whole world. Now, at this very moment, I'll ask for those who would like to send through their offerings, their partnerships, their budget pledges, um, their, their tithes, you can begin to do so now. There should be a post on each and every one of the there should be a post on each and every one of the platforms, but somebody's still going to come and read them out. But there should be a post on every one of the platforms saying how you can digitally do this. And I want us to take this seriously. For us, there's never a moment to switch off from our spiritual virtues. And offering is one of them. I thank you all for watching this wonderful service. Even as my service team gives you a hand, God bless you. Um, God bless you.